Let's get ready for some wheel nerds. Hi, and welcome to Wheel Nerds. I'm Todd. And I'm Chuck. This is episode 17, where we're going to talk about motorcycles and feminine hygiene. <laughs> Ladies, do you ever get that not-so-fresh feeling? Have you ever had that discussion with one of your daughters? Would you like me to have that discussion with one of your daughters? <laughs> Write to wheelnerds at gmail.com. Hate mail addressed to Chuck. <laughs> and we just lost a new listeners who was giving us another try. Yep. Maybe I'll try them. At- no. <laughs> they're still jerks. <laughs> oh, they're so gross and weird and twisted and strange. I'm having an odd week, Todd. Yeah? Yeah. How's that? I'm selling the M, or wanting to sell the M50. Yep, yep. We talked about that. Mm-hmm. My wife comes up to me. My daughter's in this playgroup, right? Mm-hmm. You know, a bunch of little kids, and the, and the families get together. We have barbecues, pool parties. We're going camping, whatever. Mm-hmm. Uh, in the past month, two of the dads have taken the MSF class. Mm-hmm. One of them's bought a Ninja 500, and the other one's looking at the same deal. So, you know, all the dads in this playgroup are uh, kind of turning into riders, and we're talking about going riding, and, you know, Kathy and the, uh, another mom were talking, and they were talking about starting a Vespa gang. Nice. Mods and rockers. <laughs> dads are rockers, moms are mods. Are they going to wear trench coats and, like, way too nice outfits? And Knee-high boots. Listen to a lot of sting. Ooh. Yeah. That's nice. <laughs> <laughs> Chuck's brain has momentarily <laughs> shut off. I have a solution for them, though, because they're moms. They need something with a sidecar. Remember how we talked about it last night? Yeah. Well, I've brought you this picture here yep. of a Stella with a sidecar. Note that it's color matched, and don't show this to your wife, or you'll have to buy one tomorrow. <laughs> <laughs> well, you know, that's the weird thing. That's the, And this is the, the, the quandary I'm finding myself in mm-hmm. as a writer talking to a non-writer sure. about what to get. Right. Because, you know, I'm thinking also, I want to ride a scooter, and maybe mm-hmm. I won't get the Euro, I'll get a scooter. So I'm thinking, sure. MP3, Piaggio's doing great deals. Yep, yep, okay. This is a perfect excuse. Mm-hmm. And she's okay. like, I want a Vespa. <laughs> I'm like, but look at this. I, I, want, I want a Vespa. Okay, how about these bikes from Stella? They're, you know, because I saw this. Uh, what is it called? Well, Stella the, is a Vespa. The Rough House. It, it's, it's, it's an adventure scooter. Oh, yeah, okay. Yeah, she's not going to want that. No, she wants a Are Vespa. I wanted I wanted the Ural with camouflage. <laughs> I didn't get a Ural with camouflage because I'm smart enough to know if I want the toy, I get it in the color that I'm told to get. Surely wants a, what, like the 150, that beige one that I love? You know, also, I'd be happy uh, on a, a Ruckus. Yeah? I think I could rock one of those. Ruckus? Ruckus would be fun. I mean, let's be honest. Even, you know, like just the genuine Stella, which looks just like a Vespa and costs like a third as much. Yeah. Well, they look suspicious as like a Bajaj to me. Uh-huh. Uh, so I'm getting, I'm getting, I, I, I have my suspicions. Well, you know, other things, uh, my wife's been researching what the laws are regarding children passengers in scooters. Oh, they have to be able to touch the pegs, I think, and they got to have helmets. She hasn't found anything other than children under 13 or 14 are not allowed to be the operator. Interesting. And, and children under 18 must wear helmets. Interesting. Okay. Well, how, how do you touch the pegs on a scooter? You put your feet down until you touch them. There's no pegs. It's a floorboard, right? It's just. A... Uh, there's a floorboard, and most of them will also have passenger pegs or parts of the floorboard designed for the passenger. Ah. When they have a passenger seat at all. Right. Now, on the other hand, I'll just point out that the Stella with the sidecar has an excellent passenger seat, <laughs> which you could buckle her into. Would a child seat fit into that? You think I could get a Stella sidecar with the with the safety seat that could just buckle into that? I don't know. I doubt you'd have anchors that would be worth it. Yeah. I think you just have to not run into things when your kid's in it. A lot of those things are made to anchor in with the conventional seat belts. Yeah. Yeah, but these aren't going to be conventional seat belts. These are like lap belts that you bolt to the floor of the tub. And they're there not so much for safety purposes as anti-squirming purposes. Mm. At least that's what mine's there for. <laughs> hey, sit down. Sit, sit down. Sit. You're... <laughs> Uh, and then there's the kid parachute that we uh, we saw. Yeah, off there you go. Yeah, get your get your wife a kid parachute because <laughs> you know that might be strange <laughs> in the least. Well, it's not like she'll have four or five people on a scooter with her, if, like she was in Vietnam. Right, that's a good point. That's a good point. Ooh, she could put one of the dogs in a little basket between her legs. <laughs> <laughs> the only way I feel safe with that is the old one because he doesn't move. <laughs> He'd probably love it. He could get around. <laughs> But it's it's so weird. We're just kind of bumping heads on this because she in her head it's like it's got to be the Vespa. Got to be the Vespa. She wants to look. I bet if you show her a Stella, she'll be sold. Uh, I did show her a Stella. 
Really? And she was still kind of hesitant on it. The really? only thing that actually turned her kind of away from the Vesta was when I brought up the dealer page and it had the MSRPs listed. And she's yeah. like, oh, my God. Yeah. Really? The, the unibody's great and everything. But um, – Wow. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. So naturally, I said, that's the same price as MP3. Let's get that. <laughs> <laughs> I wonder how that went. <laughs> it's got three wheels. You won't fall down. You, you, you can shut up. <laughs> <laughs> she really won't fall down with a Stella with a sidecar. <laughs> Just saying. Uh, you and your sidecars, man. Hey, you kid? Uh, you know? Uh, it would be cool. It would be cool. I think of the pictures of you riding it in full gear. That's that's what you're at, you're angling for here, isn't it? What do you think is going to be in the sidecar when you do that? <laughs> <laughs> Talk about the new Wheelers cover page right there. <laughs> for the poor scooter suspension. Okay, you know what? I'm sold. <laughs> it's on. Stella with sidecar it is. Uh, what was their webpage? Scooter Works, I think, was the one I found the, the sidecar for sale for, for like two grand. Mm-hmm. Yeah, most most uh, Stella generally the dealers will have a thing set up with them already because it's oh really it's, okay of scooters with sidecars that is the one you'll see. There's a red one up by my house. There's an orange one in town. I've seen and there's a blue one in town. Obviously because I took a picture of it. The one dealer I know of here is uh, Nate Wade. He bought the scooter Salt Lake Scooter Company. Oh yeah, so, okay yeah. So now it's Nate Wade Salt Lake Scooter Company. And Interesting. They're Stella dealer. Cool. I didn't see anything about sidecars on their page, but maybe I should just walk in and be like, I want a sidecar on my well, scooter. Worst case scenario, the steering head is so short on a scooter, we don't need to do any steering mods. I mean, if we got this the sidecar that goes on it, we can set it up, get a couple pieces of angle iron, and have a big sidecar adjustment festival. <laughs> <laughs> Bring the urine, and we'll do it on that one, too. On a future episode of Wheel Nerds. <laughs> Clank. Oh, God, not again. <laughs> You're doing that on purpose. It burns. <laughs> I've gone blind. Really, folks, we do know how to use tools to some degree. You got the V-Strom working. I got the V-Strom working. The V-Strom isn't drooling anything anywhere. I'm so happy. That's great. I'm I'm thrilled. I have I feel like I feel like I have one of my limbs back that is missing. <laughs> but you still got the peg leg on the other. Yeah. Well, <laughs> now I've got some bike. It's the drum brakes that that's gone on the URL, right? Well, the trouble is the drum brake is part of the 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 post for the drum brake goes through the housing of the final drive and the housing is cracked. Oh. So I'm going to pull the lower half of the housing, move a bunch of bearings, put in some new bearings, um, feed all the crap mm. back in. It, it's it's money-wise it's it's not good, but not. So, have you have you kind of found out how prevalent this problem is? The brake springs breaking, like mine did, is quite prevalent. A okay. couple guys give suggestions for ways to put them in that this doesn't happen so damn much. Okay. But yeah, I, I don't know. I need to I need to I need to get it up, hoist it up, and get a closer look at it and see because it may be that the crack doesn't matter. <laughs> you said hoist. Right. It could be the crack doesn't matter. It's just there for looks. <laughs> I don't know. I, I'm, I'm like, oh, man. Just some JB Well, you're going to shove it in there? Yeah, what would Ivan do? <laughs> Get some cement from the JB Well, vodka. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I'm not too happy. Some JB Well, you know, you, you steal some of the people's cement from the people's factory and, mm-hmm. and pour it into the crack. We'll just, we'll just, yeah, we'll, I don't know. <laughs> We'll see what happens. The money, the money, sure as heck, ain't there right now. So. Yeah. Wow. Yep. It's uh, it's kind of a bummer because I really do like that thing. But I'm still in the market for a euro. <laughs> I, I have one for sale. <laughs> An ST. Oh, surprisingly enough. Patrol for sale. <laughs> Okay, folks, we have an M50 for sale and a Euro Patrol for sale. Runs like a champ. Never, ever, ever has failed to start on the first push or first kick. Engine, the engine is beyond reproach. Go ahead and contact us with your offers. <laughs> Operators standing by. Hey, talking about selling motorcycles, mm. um, one of my friends sent me this link from uh, auto blog I think it is an auto magazine auto automobile uh-huh. blog I don't know things with four wheels unibody sure. whatever go slow roll funny and turns yep and he was talking about this video as being like his idea version of a motorcycle commercial okay my opinion of his judgment went really south when he was saying motorcycles aren't safe they're obviously not practical and they're not really comfortable at mm-hmm. all mm-hmm. cuz mm-hmm. I drive 
a minivan. Mm-hmm. Yeah. <laughs> I yeah, I always joke with my students. I'm like, you know, if you're, if you're here at the motorcycle safety course, one of the things we're trying to do is have fun. Because if you're not having fun... What's the point? What's the point? Minivan safety course down the hall. <laughs> really? What's that like? Is that uh, like one little old lady? Don't back over your kids. <laughs> Wait. Back up. Bad choice of words. <laughs> I'm not supposed to back over my kids? No, that's why we have the new scanners in the back. It's the don't back over your kids scanner. And they don't turn left in front of people. Yeah, you know those backup cameras? I, I'm i not thinking they're a great idea. They, uh, they they absolve you of a lot of actually paying attention yeah, in some people's minds, I think. Not just that, but they... they draw your attention you just it's hard to look away from Ooh, them to look in the mirrors it's, to tell, you know, it's like and there's there's numbers flashing on the screen and radar sweeps and it's hard to look away yeah. I, i'm not sold on those being a great idea if they designed the cars properly it wouldn't be an issue but they always want to they, they the cars look cool and they have the high waist now <laughs> you know and in like the case of my car it has these gigantic A-pillars, which I'm sure are great for crash purposes, and they have like 14 airbags in them, yep. except you can't see around them on left turns. Like uh, That would probably be more useful for preventing crashes. You know, I'm trying something different with my rearview mirrors. Yeah, you know, I actually that? picked this up off of sporttouring.net. Mm-hmm. There was a video of, of a dude lane-splitting like, yeah, right. like a crazy dude, mm-hmm. and a car just smashes into him. Yeah. And the argument is, did the driver do it on purpose? Because it kind of looks like the driver's hesitating and kind of doing this, yeah. and then just brings it right over. Wow. Okay. So there's, there's a debate, debate about that, whether there's a blind spot, whether he was an angry driver, mm-hmm. whether the motorcyclist was at fault because he was a jerk, mm-hmm. moons of Saturn. Right, yeah. So one of the guys on Sport Turning was saying he takes his rearview mirrors and he cans them all the way out. Hmm. So instead, of, you can't see the side of your car at all. You're just, it's like blind spot city. Oh, well, they, um, the, uh, if you, if you, uh, I got this one actually from the USAA, uh, stop being such a dangerous little shit, you damn teenager <laughs> driver thing. What you're supposed to do to set your rearview mirrors in your car is you lean all the way to the left until your head hits the door and then adjust it, your mirror so you can just barely see the edge of your car mm-hmm. in the mirror and then sit back in the middle. So you, again, you can't see your car at all. Okay. And similarly, you lean about that far to the right and you adjust your mirror so you can just barely see the edge of your car. What that actually does is it keeps the mirrors from overlapping because your rearview mirror, like the middle one, yeah. covers the middle yep. and some of the sides of the back. What the, what that'll do is that means they'll have very little overlap. You know, unless you get the biggest view behind you, you can. Okay. I've been driving uh, this week. Well, I only drove one day this week mm-hmm. so far. With the mirrors pushed all the way out, the, yep. like the way this guy was talking. And it's, it's it works pretty well. Yeah, all the way out might be a little overdoing it. but I've got uh, those little... The little blind spot mirrors. Oh, okay. Yeah, and the with the trucker mirrors. Yeah, the little trucker mirrors. And with the mirrors canted all the way out, the blind spot mirrors see down the edge now. Interesting. So you still have the old view, hmm. but your main view is mm-hmm. what would be would have been your blind spots. Interesting. It, it takes a while to get used to, but it's it's mm-hmm. looks like it's working. Okay. I do a similar thing on the bike. I try to get it so like the overlap between what I can see in the two mirrors, apart from the inevitable shoulder. <laughs> this is the story of my life. I really need extenders. But I, there, there's very little overlap between what the two mirrors can see, and that's you know fairly deliberate. Do you, I position one of my mirrors so that I have like a pretty good rear view? Uh, typically, yeah. Although my problem is on the Strom, me being me, like I, I just I try to get as little shoulder in the mirror as I can while still seeing actually backwards, and that's just as good as I'm going to get. The Strom's mirrors are also uh, convex, so that helps. Okay, the Buell mirrors are shaky. <laughs> <laughs> They're fuzzy, fuzzy mirrors. They're more suggestions of what's behind and around. There's sort of a vague idea of there might be a mirror-like object in this area. There's a lot of me gripping the mirror for a second. <laughs> we went totally off track. We were talking about advertising. We were? Yeah. <laughs> this all started because we were going to talk about that. We talked about the auto blog. Oh, right. Okay. Yes. Yeah. All right. Yeah. There's a movie. We went completely off the rails, folks. Uh, so yeah, there's this movie, and we're gonna we're watching it. We'll have a link on the website for you to see. And you can watch along. And it's it's a guy getting on the Ducati, which is yep. He's got his Ducati. He's got his uh, full set of Dainese leathers, and everything's really clean. You can tell it's a Ducati because as soon as you turn it on, it's like oh, Knight yeah. Rider it's like, coming it's like alive. An 80s science fiction. <laughs> this could be Street Hawk. They're very rolling big, out. They're very big on that in Italy. Which is, I guess, how car drivers see motorcycles, right? Wearing full leathers and <laughs> on Ducatis. I suppose, yeah. There's guys on those fast bikes and all the leather and yeah. And they love straight roads. Yes, they love straight straight roads. That's the thing I'm noticing about this video. Like, he's in very cool, picturesque places, but like the roads are um, they're awful straight. Scale of one to ten, straight. 
<laughs> still one to ten. Look, he changed lanes. Oh my goodness! And here's another. It's it's kind of bumpy. And the part that really that really gets me is he goes into this corner, he starts his turn, and then it cuts away before that he goes actually back goes to, to his corner. straight. Yeah, back to his straight. Like, <laughs> like scale. Uh, you guys just aren't quite getting the message here, are you? Scale one to ten, Kansas. But yeah, so you know, there's he's hitting some corners kind of and this is a beautiful video. It's a beautiful video. It's um well made. You know what it reminds me of? What's that? A car driving video. It totally does. Take it, that it, bike out, put a yep, car in. Throw in a car, throw in like the, the a Corvette the Lexus Audi T T the the Don't Be a Masculatron <laughs> one thousand. A Nissan GT. Why do I know more cars than you? Uh, because I've owned about four cars in my life and three of them I don't want to admit to. They're that bad. <laughs> a shitty Subaru, a shitty Saab, and a shitty Mercury. Uh, so anyways, you take that out, you put a Nissan GTR in there, and it's just as good. Yeah. Yeah, that's right. This, this is a car video. Yeah, the motorcycle is entirely yeah. incidental to the video. So I could see why a car guy liked this video, because he's like, ooh, it's ooh, pretty. This is great. It's just like those car videos I love. Scenic. So. It's, mm. it's uh, yeah. So I'm wondering, I'm wondering now what motorcycle videos are going to be like from motorcycle. Why? Movies. What? What's Harley Davidson doing for let's see what uh, commercials? Doing. Let's let's take a look. Motorcycle marketer. Um, what's the most important thing you want to look for in a Harley Davidson or any motorcycle is if a college co-ed could do gymnastics on it. Sure. Yeah. So we got this first video posting up of a trained gymnast, and uh, she's very much a gymnast, and she's those doing are really short shorts. Gymnastics. Wow. Hypnotized. Now here's my favorite part. Uh, <laughs> listen, listen to the dude though. He sounds like an amateur porn video, like, like narrator. Uh, oh yeah, yeah. Oh, oh yeah. That, oh wow. That's oh, good, baby. <laughs> that's good. Yeah. Just like slower, slower. So yeah. what? What's the message here? You buy a Harley Davidson, and a college chick will do the splits on it too. I guess because at fifteen thousand dollars, that's worth every fifteen thousand dollar cruiser with no luggage or wind protection or anything. <laughs> but uh, there's that hot chick. Yeah, I, does it come with a hot chick? Does it come with a gymnast? Does it come with a gymnast? That's because you know, if it did, you might actually have a value proposition on your hands. There, I can see a lot of forty-year-old guys buying this bike. <laughs> They're going out tomorrow. <laughs> Where's my free gymnast? <laughs> Oh, yeah, that's hot. <laughs> Come with me. <laughs> Come with me if you want to live. <laughs> well, here's yeah. another one. Let's let's look at this one. Okay. The, uh, I'm not sure if this is a commercial or just a viral video. Uh-huh. Well, I think that it's quite possible it's both. Harley Davidson, how to, how to cheat. And there's there's your hot chick. Yep, there's the hot chick again. There's yep. the dude on the Harley. and Walking uh, he's in, coming in on his wife. And, and there's a dude in bed with his wife here. Oh, no, it's the dude on the bike. The mad biker husband is going kick He's going to kick this guy's ass. ass. Yeah. Like, hey, baby, I can smell his cologne. Hey. Hey. <laughs> She's like, what's up? You're wearing far too many clothes. He's all greasy and sweaty. You know, my, my wife likes me. Like, Wait, what? Yes, the dude, she was in bed with her husband. <laughs> if you're a Harley guy, you could totally have any woman on your block. You could just walk in on a married couple and the dude, the husband will hide in the closet from you. I have a question. Yes. Why was the wife wearing clothing? Because <laughs> they were, you know, in bed getting it, all. That's how unmanly he was. Wow. He hides in the closet Harsh. from a Harley Davidson biker and his her, his wife won't take off his her clothes. Damn. But she also liked really sweaty, smelly Harley guys, so. That's a little strange, eh? Yeah. So buy a Harley, cheat with married women, and have a gymnast do the splits on the bike outside. When was the last time you came in from riding and walked up to your wife and you're like, hey, honey, I love you? And she's like, I must have you. Because oh. I got told I smell like B.O. and exhaust. Go take a shower. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know about you. Oh, yeah. No yeah, no one's coming near Gross, me. you when, stink. <laughs> when I get off the bike. Ooh, the dogs yuck. run off. <laughs> The wife turns the hose on me. Uh, yeah, there's just there's not a sex vibe coming from. No, that. no, I, I'm no one right pe- no you. one rips the spacesuit off of me and says, "I take let's, me now." Let's let's go. <laughs> Come to the yeah on the Buell. Oh boy, <laughs> <laughs> who's that girl doing the splits on the Buell? <laughs> it's complicated. <laughs> I don't know. Okay, so on one side we we've got the picturesque movie. Coming mm-hmm. from the car guy, and well, it's and a picturesque now, movie which happens to have a motorcycle in it. Yeah, and on the other side from Harley, we've got girls stuff. Yeah, some stuff because stuff, man. I don't know. And then you know, 
like last week, Yamaha is saying, here, have some sunglasses. <laughs> Please. <laughs> Please. Does no one know how to market to us? <laughs> <laughs> this bike is wicked rad. Try it. <laughs> Try that sometime. <laughs> this bike is rad. <laughs> so no one knows how to sell to us. No. But the, the markets are there. I mean, look at the adventure bike market. That's just exploding, right? Everyone's coming out with one. Yeah, totally. And uh, you rode the Triumph XC. You yep. were, were kind of blasé it's, about it. It's a bike. Motorcycle.com did a comparison mm-hmm. between it and the BMW 800 GS. Right. It was interesting because what they, they at first said several times was it's like Triumph bought a GS, took it back to their shop, and took it apart <laughs> and huh. built it wow. <laughs> with their motor. That, that's how close they were saying these two bikes are to each other. This is an homage to BMW or just a flat-out flat copy. Okay, that's fair. <laughs> I could argue that the Tiger was around first, but go on. Okay, sure. The Triumph won, mm-hmm. and the only reason it seemed to win was because they said the equivalent of, let's be honest, the people buying these bikes aren't taking them off-road. Adventures! Starbucks. <laughs> <laughs> the vast majorities are, are spending their life on the pavement. Yep. And they're saying the Triumph edges the BMW on the pavement. If you go off-road, the BMW is, is the better bike. Huh. But since most of the bikes are clearly going to Starbucks. Starbucks. <laughs> there's a there's an enormous piece of landscaping. And you have to go through it to get to the motorcycle parking. There's oh, my s- God. Starbucks, if you're listening. <laughs> I have an idea for parking. <laughs> what you need to do is get a grassy space and put a few hedges around it so they have to s- kind of go between the hedges. And then they're going to park on the uh, cement pad in the middle of the grassy space. So they have to ride across the grass. That'll never work. That will truly be Adventure Starbucks. That'll never work. That's true. The GS guys won't go on it because they'll be worried about doing all the damage to their bikes. And the first one that falls over is a lawyer. <laughs> <laughs> there was grass on the way into this parking lot. But you're dressed on Adventure Tour Tech help but bike is grass oh man yeah no it would never work no it's a nice idea but no yeah too bad we'd do it oh (laughs) well i park on berms all the time and medians and grassy strips that i'm not supposed to park on but uh, yeah so the part i found really interesting was just you know they were saying adventure starbucks yeah adventure starbucks by the way if anyone says adventure starbucks they owe us Money. Money. <laughs> lots, lots and lots of money. Help us catch them. Uh, they they did uh, dyno graphs with the, the two bikes, mm-hmm. and the Triumph was this nice Perfectly straight line. line. Yeah. yeah. And the BMW was this, like, hilly, two bumps. Yeah, two yeah. bumps. Yeah. Yeah. And that, that's what you liked better. Well, yeah, I didn't. I haven't ridden the BMW one, the BMW oh, okay. 800, so I don't know what that's like. It's parallel twin, so I'm assuming there's an okay torque section, and there's probably a you know kick you in the ass horsepower section once you really rev it. But I don't know. The reviewer liked the throttle control on the Triumph better. Well, you, you yeah, he called it friendly. I think or that's something uh, along that would those be a fair lines. word for it. I, I I call it somewhat somnambulant. <laughs> I mean, sleepy. <laughs> Go. All right. <laughs> no way. It's British. Very well then. Bip yeah. bip. Cheerio. Skip I up a lip. say. Oh, well, actually, well, England now. All right, let's go burn down some buildings. Hello, Gov. <laughs> Riot in the UK. <laughs> so this week, in defiance of our usual thing of having people call in from Skype so no one can see how we really work in the Wheel Nerds studio, which is not a closet. Stay of the art. No expense spared. Nope. No, sir. This week in the Wheel Nerds studio. <laughs> Ryan Grassley, half throttle of YouTube fame. Um, he's got a lot of videos on YouTube, really good videos, and we're going to talk to him about it right now. Okay, we're here with Ryan Grassley, half throttle of uh, YouTube fame. He has a YouTube Z-lister, I guess. Lowest celebrity on YouTube. I don't know about that. We've got some videos I, on YouTube. Say, I've got a couple, and all three people really like them. Okay, so you're making motorcycle videos for for the YouTube audience, right? Yeah, and you got into it because you decided to go to Panama. I was in Iraq, and... I took a job. I sold my soul to the devil, and I, I took a job with Halliburton. Oi. Wow, nice. Yeah, so Dick Cheney showed up, and he stole my soul, and I spent a year working in Iraq as an electrician. Did that tickle? <laughs> it burned. <laughs> and it smelled like sulfur whenever he was around. <laughs> Being in Iraq sucked, and the thing that kept me going was uh, I wanted to go on a motorcycle ride when I was finished. And so while I was there, I did a lot of research um, about what bike I wanted to buy and where I wanted to go. I wanted to go all the way to Argentina. Mm, that's but, a uh, 
there's that problem of the Darien Gap, and then I was sort of short on money. But <laughs> what I wanted to do was be able to share this trip with as many people as I could, both with family and hopefully inspire other people to make the trip themselves. So That one comes up a lot with the travelers. We talked to, uh, I don't know if you've seen Ben Slavin's uh, Motorcycle Mexico videos. He said almost the exact same thing. He wanted to go on this big trip, and he wanted to share it with others. There's something, some weird altruism about going on big trips, I guess. Yeah, and well, you know, having people see it. Yeah. <laughs> look, look, look how cool! <laughs> That's why we ride motorcycles anyways, right? So everybody could see us, hopefully. Yeah, and think we're cool. Yes, everyone thinks I am cool. That's the point of those bumper stickers. It's not a safety thing. We just, <laughs> look at me, look at me. <laughs> Always look at the motorcyclists. That's why we wear bright neon yellow mm-hmm, mm-hmm. chaps. Nothing says cool like bright neon yellow chaps. <laughs> Can you get bright neon yellow chaps, I wonder? Probably. Well, I can't sure make the pink ones. Them. That's true. That's true. You think they'll be on strippers like the Icon Chaps are? Ooh, I hope so. We've gotten away from the topic, haven't we? <laughs> Let me finish my point. <laughs> oh, sorry. Proceed. When we went on this trip, we set up a website where we um, we would let people vote on where we would go next. So we would we would get to somewhere like Mexico City, and then on the website we would post. I would pick a place, and my friend Mitch would pick another place. And sometimes they were completely opposite directions. Um, and then people who were following us could vote, and that's where we'd go, and we'd, and we'd make a video once we got there, and then we'd go to the next place. So it was a ton of work. We were constantly filming, updating the website, but it was fun. And, and how many miles did you cover total? Um, I did 13,000 miles by the time I got back home-ish. My GPS kind of crapped out on me, so... <laughs> And you, you did all this on what bike? On the GS. And Mitch was on a KLR 650. Well, he started on a 1981 Yamaha Heritage 650 Special or something like that. <laughs> and that blew up in Phoenix. So I called a friend and I said, um, where can we find a KLR 650? And he had a friend who wasn't selling it, but we talked him into it. And so he picked up his second, his second bike there and off we went to Mexico. Nice. Okay. People guide you later in Topeka. <laughs> <laughs> well, the whole reason you came to my attention was because you put out this video called The Honest Harley Davidson Commercial, and it made all the rounds at the Buell sites shortly after Buell went under. Right. You know, I showed this video to Todd, and I was laughing, and Todd was like, well, I'm not so sure. That's not funny. (laughs) (laughs) Well, everybody has an opinion about Harley, and I just made that. I don't really care either way for Harleys. I don't hate them. I don't love them. But I love to see the reaction that the video gets from people. (laughs) Some people die laughing. Some people are Harley riders, and they die laughing. Yeah. Other people get so upset, like, (laughs) I must be a communist, and I'm not patriotic, and... You kick puppies. Really, I, I joined the army after 9-11. Wasn't that patriotic enough for you? But then you went to work for Dick Cheney, so... Kicking puppies. <laughs> yeah, electrician is code for kicking puppies. Right. <laughs> yeah, well, you know, the way you handled all the comment thread on that was what kept me going back to watch, you know, look uh, at it over and over because you were just so laid back about really it. Sometimes I'm really mean. At first, uh, you know, if someone leaves a mean comment, I'll usually leave a really mean reply because I like to get them fired up. <laughs> I mean, it gets them. It, they come back and they watch the video again. So even if even if I get into an argument with someone and lose the argument, I don't care because all I want is the controversy to happen. Right. You get the views. Because <laughs> just just keep coming back. Man. You're, you're trolling YouTube. Exactly. <laughs> I'm trolling the Harley guys. You're you're using your kicking puppy with that experience. Video <laughs> if you watch, like a lot of those guys think I'm a total bastard. And maybe I am, but if you watch some of the other videos, I really try to be nice to people. Like, I'll I'll go to very poor areas and um, do work. I've taken, um, I have this cool battery-powered printer, and I'll go to these places in Panama where people have never had a photograph, like a family photo. And I'll take pictures of them, and then right in front of them, print it off and say, here you go. (laughs) Like, something that's totally taken for granted in in, in the culture of... Everybody has a cell phone with a camera on it. Everybody's got pictures of everything. Right. But in some of these villages where they live in huts up on stilts made of bamboo, if someone dies, that's it. They have no photograph of their family. So I try to follow Bill and Ted's advice when they say, be excellent to each other. (laughs) Um, So I I do have some mean videos, but I think most of them. Any of the 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 karma equals out. 
any of the picture people try to burn you at the stake for being a witch? Um, no, but they they did try to charge me for taking pictures of them. <laughs> first and I'm like this is a gift wait a second a gift? you should be paying me it was a trap <laughs> propina por favor yeah, yeah I need two dollars because you took a picture of my family but you then t- I gave it to you you took and, a little piece of my yours. soul yeah. okay. so after that they were actually you know they thought that was really cool That's and cute. uh Someone climbed up a tree and picked me some oranges and gave me a gift. <laughs> you got like some animal charity or animal rescue video. I, I, I remember seeing yeah. the title. So you, you're not a total bastard. You're trying to balance those scales. Yeah, I go back and forth a little bit. It's a constant wrestle between being a bastard and being a decent guy. <laughs> and you went from the GS to the KLR. Yeah. Why? Well, one reason I did that, because I was moving to Panama. I... I um, met a girl in Panama and we decided to get married and we were going to live there for a while at least and to get the GS from Utah to Panama is a lot of money whether I'm riding it or shipping it Mm. it costs a lot of money and I thought by the time I do all that I could just buy a whole other motorcycle in Panama and I still have the GS it's in storage in Utah and and it's very depressing every time I think about it covered in dust (laughs) in in the garage we we could help you take care of it it's sad (laughs) we like that bike for three months that was my best friend you know we went we got in some tight spots together on that trip and the GS got me out but I do love having the KLR in Panama because I can make videos where I kick it over and not care at all. Let's talk about that. <laughs> Definitely should talk about that. So you've got your, your dual sport, uh, which dual sport is best for you video? Yeah, how to choose a, a dual sport motorcycle. And you kick really, your... it's about making a budget. For people who suck at math, I made this video. Because <laughs> if you go and buy a Ducati Multistrada, and then you kick it over, or you take it off-road like you're supposed to do with a dual sport, and it falls over, which it will if you go off-road eventually, you're going to want to die inside when that bike, when a bike that's that expensive falls over. Yeah. Unless you're a super rich guy and you've got the budget for it. Right. But if you're the average Joe and it falls over, you're going to want to commit suicide. And so my test was to take your bike, go to the dealership, and pretend like you own this, and kick it over. <laughs> They're totally fine with it. People who go suck. to the Ducati dealership and kick it over, and if they're all lined up and all of them fall, that's okay too. And it's a really good idea to be ready to run, I guess. Yeah, like running outside, keep the engine point. running. People yeah. who suck at math. Hey, Todd, what's one twenty minus eight? I don't want to talk about it. <laughs> I heard it was one hundred and two. <laughs> so you kicked over to KLR. Would you kick over to GS? I have been mean to the GS. I'm not the typical GS rider that likes to keep it shiny. There's plenty of videos on my channel where um, it was snowing in the driveway, and I thought, I'm going to go outside and burn some donuts. And I just (laughs) dropped it over and over and over. And um, that's one of my most popular videos. People, And then people say, this guy's an idiot. He doesn't deserve a bike like that. Well, you know what? I sold my soul to Dick Cheney for that bike. <laughs> so you get the I'll nice I'll ride it, it in the snow if I want. You get the nice bike. You know, that could be your story from now on. Oh, right. Yes, I sold the soul for the bike. Well, no, you went to go oh. do donuts in the alley. That's, that's right. I was going to do donuts. <laughs> that's what that picture is. I'm just gonna. I'm just going to remember you guys in the winter when I ride my Ural up to ski. <laughs> It'll be great. Very cool. Although very cold. Really quite cold. Rather <laughs> extremely quite cold. But you'll still be laughing. Well, yes. Yeah, yes. Huh? And shivering while I laugh. But that's okay. So you, you kick this thing over and then you go to pick it up in the next video here. Yeah, I sort of made a series of... The reason I made this series of videos was uh, I got a lot of comments about how I lift a motorcycle the wrong way. And I'm going <laughs> to injure my back. So I wanted to make kind of a sarcastic video about lifting a motorcycle where I used a bunch of fake swear words and then bleeped them out. Right. Because I really think bleeps are funnier than swear words. Oh, totally, yeah. It's it's ten times as funny with the bleeps. Right. We need a bleep machine. (laughs) I think we'd we'd rare it out in a single episode. It'd be funny. It'd be cool. I would have so much fun just nonstop cussing, picturing you there with the button over and over and over. So I needed to make this video where I picked up the bike and... I thought, why don't I make a video about putting the bike on the ground? I mean, it has to be on the ground. I may as well come up with a creative way to to do that. So I kicked the bike over, and then next um, it shows me picking up the bike with Academy Award-winning acting. Right. I mean, I can pick up the KLR fairly easily. Had some practice. 
Yeah. <laughs> Does yeah. anyone pick up a bike the right way? You know, I, I don't know. I, every time, every time I've ever gone over, I'm not thinking like, what is the correct way to pick up this bike? It's usually I'm just thinking, ah, oh, damn, ah, oh, God, it's on the ground, ah, <laughs> oh crap, that truck's about to run me over. <laughs> you just reach out and grab because you know I've seen that the video I think Harley put out. It's how women are supposed to pick up the bikes, and they do the yeah. back, you know, the handlebar. It's super easy I, for them. I show my students that way all the time when they inevitably wrestle them to the ground in class. But, you know, that said, uh, does anyone do it? I don't know. I it's think when you're hard, out there, man. you get the rage muscles. Yeah, you get the adrenaline going. You just yeah. Well, if I take too long, all the gas will leak out of my tank. So I, just, <laughs> I just spin around and lift. Gas is expensive. <laughs> yeah, what's gas like in Panama? Gas is like $4 a gallon right now. Oh, okay. So, well, I think diesel is four dollars a gallon, and gas is five. Oh, wow! Ooh. So, pretty pricey. And sometimes I'm in the middle of nowhere, so if I run out of gas, I'm walking, <laughs> and I'm too heavy to enjoy any of that. Walking across rivers, down muddy hills. People love when I'm struggling uh, with the KLR off road. And some guy on a horse just trots by. Oh, the donkey guy. I just about fell out of my chair. I'm, just, by. I'm dry heaving <laughs> on the side died. of the road because <laughs> fighting with the bike so hard. And this guy's like, should be easy. you got a motorcycle. What's the matter with you? Get a donkey sometime. <laughs> yeah, so that whole trip to visit waterfalls, that was, that was where that video comes from, where you're trying to push it up a mud hill. And... That comes from two separate days. The first day, I didn't make it. I got past that hill that was right next to the river. And then I got to another spot where it was even, it was about the same steepness, same grade, but it was longer and there were more ruts in the road. It, it rains so hard in Panama that, that you could go up a road and it could completely change when you come back down because it just carves out these valleys. It's just so, I, I tried to go up the second one and I crashed and, um, you didn't have a guy in a baseball cap to help you push. That guy had caught up to me by then. <laughs> <laughs> so he, he helped said, me. no way. <laughs> I actually fell down. I was sideways on the road, and I fell towards the side where it was like a long fall. And I fell, and I like rolled a couple times. Oh, I was so tired. Like I started to feel myself going. I'm like, don't care. <laughs> Done. <laughs> and I just laid there sucking wind. And then this guy in the green cap, he showed up and helped me get the bike turned around and I crawled back home. <laughs> <laughs> so that, the guy in the green cap uh, fan club t-shirts will be available soon then. <laughs> right. Right. Yeah, you like? Well, the guy in the green hat told me once you get past this steep spot, it's smooth sailing. So he kind of screwed me anyways. <laughs> <laughs> it was never nothing smooth about that road. He just wanted you, you know, he wanted to find your body in the ditch so he can go through your pockets and take the bike home. Could have been. Well, right. Like you said, it's kind of the TV for Panama. Yeah, there's... Uh, so many people just gathered around watching you try to go up this hill. Right, there's no electricity in those places. They don't have TVs, so that was like entertainment of the year for those people. Watch the gringo try to go up a hill. Yeah, they're going to be telling that story for decades. <laughs> there was this gringo. But so many new words we'd never heard before. <laughs> you go back next year, it'll be the story like your head fell off at some point. <laughs> it gets, yeah. gets bigger in the telling. Right. And then he fought a lion and he picked his bike up and it fell over again. <laughs> I don't know if there are lions in Panama, I'm assuming not. Some sort of wild animal, chupa. There are cats. There, there's some large. Chupa cabra. Cats. But Chupa's. I went back. I did eventually make it to that waterfall. And my wife warned me not to go. Don't go. It was our anniversary like the next day. <laughs> You're going to get messed up. And I was like, I'm going anyways. With the bike? With the bike, yeah. And uh, I got messed up. <laughs> <laughs> but um, I think as a man, it's if you want to be a good husband, it's important to give your wife as many opportunities as possible to say, I told you so. We're good at that. <laughs> so as an adventure rider... <laughs> I, I don't have to go out of my way to give my wife those opportunities. <laughs> they happen naturally very quickly. So I made it. I actually, as soon as I started almost, as soon as I crossed that river, actually I crossed the river, um, there were some guys that were working on the road, and they had a, like a front-end loader. And I was like, guys, waved him over, pointed at the bike, pointed at the loader, and he's like, sure, scoops up the Scoop. bike. <laughs> Takes it across the river, up the hill. Fantastic. <laughs> Thanks, pal. So you're already cheating this next time. <laughs> right, right. The miracle of editing. I'm using my... Oh, that's all on... There's a video of that. The problem was they were finished with work by the time I got back to the river. <laughs> it had been raining all day, and the river had almost doubled in size and was moving really fast, so 
then I was in trouble. Then I had to walk into town. I sat there for like three hours, hoping that it would stop raining. <laughs> and finally I walked into town. I found these, these three drunk guys on horses. And I was like, in my broken Spanish, hey, amigos, my motorcycle's back there. Can you help me out? And they're like, yeah, they were really excited. And they, <laughs> they came back, and uh, I was just exhausted. I had been like 13 hours trying to get to this and pushing the bike and lifting it up and hiking for hours to finally to get to this waterfall. And I'd, I'd hurt my uh, leg. I'd crashed, and the pannier, the big metal pannier, had, like, trapped my leg between the ground and it. And so I was in bad shape by the end of this. But these amigos, they they saved my ass, man. I, I wasn't getting across that river. I was, It was them or I was spending the night somewhere in the jungle. <laughs> so what did they do? Just to tie it to the three horses the horse and you push it? Or- two, guys, two guys pushed. I rode, and one horse walked next to the bike. So if the bike fell, it would have fallen into the horse, oh, which I thought was a really bad idea. That doesn't seem no. terribly well advised. Bad deal for the like, horse. For horse. Yeah. <laughs> but they were drunk, so. <laughs> <laughs> and you just wanted to get across the river, so you're like, well, it's your horse. Let's <laughs> do it. I gave them, I, they got me across. I gave them 20 bucks. They said, can we get some money for soda? And I said, yeah, I know what you're buying. <laughs> <laughs> soda. <laughs> 20. Soda. Refresco. <laughs> You know, I, I, I tend to do all kinds of stuff for soda. I'm, we're soda kind of people, right? Soda. <laughs> Air quotes, soda. <laughs> so what are the plans for the next uh, trip back down to Panama? Or is that just like going home? It's like go home, sit on couch, ride bike around. That's Yeah, that's my home. We're going to be back at the end of my wife and I will travel back to Panama at the end of this month. And then I'll be back to making adventure videos around Panama. I've got plans to do uh, a ride from sea level which isn't too far from my house to the highest point in panama i think it's like between 12 and thirteen thousand feet and that's probably going to be worse i'm probably gonna get more beat up on this one than i did on the waterfall one we'll see how it goes what's the the weather like in panama is it like mainly kind of rainy monsoony or there's a rainy season and a dry season and i think the the rainy season is just finishing up now but from the highest point in panama it's this volcano this this extinct volcano can actually see the atlantic and pacific oceans at the same time if it's clear which is rare it's it's always cloudy i think i'm going to go up there and try to spend the night because in the morning is your best chance to see both oceans badass so that'll make a cool set of videos i also want to do i've been in contact with this equestrian center in panama and even before all these videos where the the donkeys kicked my ass up the hill i had this idea to make a series of videos about uh, horse versus motorcycle. Like, you're a single guy, you want something that's cool, you want something that gets good gas mileage, should you buy a horse or should you buy a motorcycle? Um, so, super ridiculous, but I, there are going to be some funny videos. and That's got potential for sure. It's just a matter of me and this horse person you know, being able to link up and make some videos, but she always seems to be busy. About these pro tips is this next video, the passing trucks video. <laughs> oh yeah, you don't want to ride behind trucks. Where you come up on this banana truck that is just <laughs> insane. I mean, I figured there'd be something strange on the other side of the one truck because it was, you know, it was totally a setup. Right. But damn, man, <laughs> <laughs> that's a lot of banana. That reminds me of trucks in San Diego. Yeah. You see trucks like that all the time. You know, imagine in the back end of, a, of an eighteen wheeler. Mm-hmm. You know, as far as width and height. Now put a Ford Ranger under that, and the rest of that is all cargo. You see that in San Diego all the time. I never complain about contractor trucks again. Well, that is a legitimate pro tip. Like I have read stories about people getting hit by things, cyclists getting hit by things falling out of trucks. Sure. It was just so perfect. I was riding along, and I saw that truck loaded with bananas and plantains, and I didn't have the helmet camera on. So I passed the truck, pulled over, put it on, caught up to it, and when I caught up to it, there was that other truck. <laughs> So and it was like the perfect I, yeah, setup. Yeah, it was totally <laughs> just something that I got lucky with, and I just started talking, and luckily something entertaining came out. <laughs> That's horribly scary to see a truck like that with just... Yeah, you want to pass those <laughs> yeah, as quick as possible. I, I want to hear the insurance claim phone call for that. <laughs> I crashed into what? Bananas. <laughs> Long pause. I slid off the road. Why was it slippery? Yeah, bananas. Bananas. <laughs> They're the slipperiest substance known to man. You never played Mario Kart or seen a cartoon in your life? There was an My it- God. There was an Italian plumber. He passed me in the cart. He threw a banana at me. 
Luckily, it wasn't red turtle shells. <laughs> Can't get away from those. <laughs> it sounds like you're making a lot of contact with people through YouTube, through your videos. You got like a pretty, a pretty good audience. Yeah, I love the. The give and take. <laughs> I guess it's give and take. The interaction. The community yeah. feel. I, I love the interaction that YouTube brings. I've been watching like documentaries before and um, seen something, and I thought, oh, I'm going to leave a comment on that. Like, it was some guy was getting interviewed from the Pentagon about the invasion of Panama. And you could just tell he was lying. Like, he was lying through his teeth. And I was like, I'm going to comment on that. And then I realized I was just watching a documentary. So I, I love You're YouTube. You're typing on your side chair. Yeah, I'm going to get this guy. Yeah. So I love on YouTube how I can how I can talk to people and, and people can call me out when I you know do something stupid or they can say that they loved it and I get so many comments now that it's I can't really keep track like people will leave a comment like they know me but I I don't I just can't no. keep up um, I'll comment back usually but it's just a username to me like I don't know their faces like they like they see my face so I'll give you a hint the one who says they know you. Is those eyes you keep seeing peeking over the edge of your windowsill? That's them. That's the one. That's why I've got bars on my window. You don't know who I am, but I know where you live. <laughs> I don't like that shirt on you at all. <laughs> so is there any commonality to the audience? I mean, do you find you're, you're a lot of adventure guys are into it, or is it, I mean, just kind of all over the place? It's all Harley guys, right? They love you. <laughs> They're my you're biggest fans. <laughs> I get invited to Sturgis all the time. <laughs> I think it might be a setup. We can't wait till we go to Sturgis. <laughs> to come out of town with banjos playing, going hell for leather, packs of bikes on fire, guys in pickup trucks firing shotguns into the air. Anyway. It's, yeah. a, it's a secret fantasy. I've heard some scary stories about Sturgis and guys like with gold wings that go there. Yeah, they show up and they get audited. <laughs> <laughs> or served. Well, the story I heard was there. This guy, this guy had his Goldwing parked next to, uh, like, where all the outhouses were, and there was a big line. And the Harley guys went over and peed oh, all over his bike. And he came out, and he was really mad, and uh, he went to take off. And because there was so much urine, he slipped, and the bike fell down. So all these Harley guys were just dying laughing, and this poor guy was then one the, in a tight spot. One of the Harley guys came up and offered to represent him in court against these other <laughs> Harley guys. <laughs> Here's my card. Probably. <laughs> so tell us about the school in Provo, because I thought that was really cool. Well, this teacher, he contacted me, and he, he has an English class. And I didn't know it was in Provo at the time. I, he was just some random guy saying, my class loves your videos. I sort of use them as a reward if they'll do their work. <laughs> and, and so I was planning this trip to Utah, and I said, hey, if by some small chance you're in Utah, I'm going to come visit your class. And he was, but they kind of have a private campus, and uh, I think I'm going to have to do the Skype thing to say hi to everyone. But the kids in the class, I guess they're big fans of the videos, and they've started using certain words that I use in the videos like they've started giving each other pro tips like hey Jose pro tip stop sucking at soccer <laughs> <laughs> like it's an insult like the, the pro tip thing is an insult but they're so helpful to me I don't understand what <laughs> and in the the truck the banana truck we'll stop sucking at soccer Chuck <laughs> this won't be necessary any longer I no longer have to fear a banana truck because of him he told me, there's another video where I'm, I'm talking with this Mexican woman. We're standing in the ocean. We're at this beach, and I'm joking around with her. I'm, we're making this video, and I'm like talking to my parents. Like, everything's going good, and Mom and Dad, I'm bringing this one home. And I put my hand on the Mexican woman's shirt, and I start shaking her and kind of laughing. She doesn't know what I'm saying, but I'm trying to get her to laugh. And so we're both laughing, and then I go like this. Like, I'm gonna punch, like I just swing right at her face. And then I and then I put in a sound effect, like a punch sound effect, when I was editing, and then cut it really fast so you couldn't really see whether or not I hit her in the face. And he said his students were, like, the whole class was on the floor <laughs> when I did that one. How'd she take it? Oh, she, she laughed. Right after that, I cut to a shot of her climbing on the GS with me and us riding away. It's <laughs> this kind of pudgy, short Mexican woman. I'm like, we're going home, baby. <laughs> And now here you are, married to a woman from Panama. <laughs> yeah, well, we had to break up, the Mexican we, lady and I. And we call that foreshadowing. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, a wise man once told me, Mr. Grassley, whatever you do, stay away from those white women. <laughs> 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 S- 
so I uh, took that to wow. heart. Wow, angry emails now. <laughs> Anything you want to plug or talk about? You know, come see your YouTube channel. Yeah, look me up, you Half know. Throttle on YouTube. Um, Half Throttle on tour. I mean, what would be the next? I mean, you live in Panama. Yeah. Which is kind of like, you know, guys here are like, I want to ride to Panama. Oh, God. What are you, what are you what I'm going to ride to Texas. <laughs> I'm going to Duluth. <laughs> yeah, I don't I don't know. I, I would another... love to get to South America. I'm, I mean, I'm in Panama. I'm really close to Colombia. I've started riding with some local clubs in Panama. Colombia, you We say. know a guy. <laughs> oh, yeah. <laughs> we can help. Okay. <laughs> Our friend Ben is trying to is got a Kickstarter project going to do a documentary, a writing documentary oh, yeah. through Columbia. We've talked about it a couple times. Very cool. He could hook you up with you know a little cash. You know, you guys get deal. I don't know. <laughs> Take us with you. We'll get him in touch. Yeah, Mule Nerd's agent system. You know, yeah. I, I turned forty next year. I think going to Columbia for that would be like a great fortieth birthday present. That would be pretty rad, wouldn't it? I can't down there. Do you hear that, Kathy? Yeah, this is this is what I need for when I turn forty. You should send me two. It'd be funny. <laughs> <laughs> you've just to get there. You've got to make it a priority. This is something this I get asked this all the time. Like, how did I go on that big trip? I sold my soul to the devil, but not everybody has to do that because it's all about priorities. Like, if you want to travel, there there are hippies that I see in Panama that have no money and they've been traveling for years and they still have money to buy marijuana. <laughs> they haven't had a job in years, but, their but priority, somehow they can do it. Their, their priority is grass. Their priority is traveling <laughs> and getting high, and, and they're making it happen. I had a friend that wants to come and visit me in Panama, and she says she never has any money. And I said, how much do you spend on that iPhone every month? $120 a month for a phone. So you can get there. You can get anywhere you want. You just have to make it a priority. My first bike was a Honda Magna, and I had it for about three months, and then I sold it and went to Iraq. When I came home, I found a BMW, and the I had never even sat on a BMW before. I just knew that that was the bike I was going to take to Panama. So the first time I'd ever ridden one was after I bought it. I bought it from a guy in Phoenix and rode it back to Utah. That was the longest trip I'd ever been on, on a motorcycle, Phoenix to Provo. And then three weeks after that, we were riding to Panama. So kind of wow. one reason that we made these videos to share this to share this trip with people is we wanted to show them you don't need to be some badass. You can, like anybody can do this. The guys that ride around Mexico and Panama, they're riding on 125cc bikes and they can make it. So you don't need knobby tires and a KTM adventure. You can do it on anything. So I don't need to buy the whole Tour Attack catalog? No. But the brushed metal. <laughs> <laughs> Tour Attack has some cool there, expensive stuff. There might be elephants. <laughs> so if we show up at your house and we rode down there, can we crash at your place? Sure. Sweet. Nice. Yeah, anybody, I, I mean, I'm not saying anybody. <laughs> that, was, that was close. Whoa, whoa. That was so close. I will show, what I meant to say is I will show anybody around. We've got more than six listeners, man. <laughs> yeah, right. But, uh, <laughs> out of Oops. my house. <laughs> Don't talk about the basement. <laughs> I will be happy to show anybody around that, that makes it to Panama. I'm not saying everybody can stay at my house, but... <laughs> um, we'll be like... Ryan! <laughs> hello! <laughs> We're really tired, man. I actually live in Costa Rica. Sorry, guys. Oh, well... You missed me. We'll totally be screwed. <laughs> well, cool. This was a lot of fun. Thanks for coming and talking to us, Ryan. Yeah, thanks for taking Glad the time. Glad we can catch you while you're in the States. Yeah. Thanks for coming all the way back to America just to talk to us. For just the wheel nerds. For this tip, yeah. That was awesome. All right. Thanks, Ryan. Get out of here. <laughs> oh, wait. No. Put that down. Nope. 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 You can't have that. That was um, cool. So I think, I think one of my favorite things about kind of his, his approach to the whole adventure thing is he's kind of, he's very pragmatic about the whole adventure thing. Yep. You know? And there's not there's not a lot of you know there's no there's no posturing there's no well I'm hardcore because I ride on a rust bucket KLR650 it's you know I ride on a KLR650 because it's cheap and it works yeah he rides on a KLR650 with one penure <laughs> I mean it doesn't get any more pragmatic than that <laughs> that's pretty pragmatic as long as it's not too full of things he kicks it over he tries to push it up mud hills with varying levels of success yeah he's not hardcore he's just real yeah. I think that that's totally what it is, and it's and it's it's cool. And he doesn't put on any airs about it, none know? whatsoever. He's, you, you, it's like he said, you know, any bike can do it. Just go do it. 
Yeah. You know, we could do it on a pair of Stella scooters. You know what we'd need, really, if we were going to do it, though? Huh. Is some sweet tour tech parts. Tour tech parts. Yes. Made for adventure. Adventure. You know, here's a weird part. Okay. It's a windscreen for your windscreen. Ooh, a windshield windshield. I've been thinking about one of those. <laughs> it's a... Holy crap. Yeah, look at this thing. It's just, a tiny little windshield with this giant metal clamp. That's with, like an adve- adventure with, clamp. With the laser-cut Tourtech logo. Adventure clamp. Yeah, that clamp has got to add like a pound. Wow, and, what if you crash and hit your head on that clamp? <laughs> you die. Apparently. <laughs> holy crap. <laughs> you know, you it's got, immense. I think it's bigger than the, the additional windshield. It's I am sure it outweighs spoiler. the windshield. Oh, yeah. De- and it comes with... Uh, you've got a locking version. So no one can no steal, one can steal it. <laughs> windshield, windshield. There's a big, there's a big market. It's still in windshield, windshields. Four-inch four windshields. Well, I mean, you know, in fairness, in fairness, the laminar lip does a great business, but a laminar lip doesn't have a giant metal clamp the size of a shoe. No, that that's a giant metal box. Yeah, that's really I mean, something. It's laser cut. It's riveted. Ooh, it's bulletproof. Metal. It's brushed metal. A. It's everything Turtex stands it's for, screen. right? Yeah, it's pretty much. It's greens quality. Quality built by German craftsmen somewhere in a mountain wearing leader hosen. Drinking Starbucks. Drinking Starbucks. <laughs> They're going to give us hate meals. <laughs> One day we're going to ask them for sponsorship, and they're just going to laugh and laugh and laugh. <laughs> Click. <laughs> Three days later, ring, ring, hello. <laughs> Click. You know, someone at Turtex really paranoid because everything they have seems to have, like, a locking option. <laughs> yeah, yeah, I noticed that. The I'm oil like, case. I'm thinking know. of, like, and especially if you're if you're on a big trip like this and your bike is just filthy. I don't know, man. Now, maybe it's different in third world countries, but... Well, you know, if, if I had this thing on my bike, I wouldn't be scared of the people in the third world countries. I would be scared of the other dudes on GSs coming through. <laughs> so, oh, good point. That's a tourist deck park. My God, I've always wanted a windshield windshield. <laughs> Quickly. my windshield. Grab oh, it. Can you put a windshield windshield on your windshield windshield? You know, I don't know if there's... What a, do you have then? I don't know. Is that, is that a windshield 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 windshield? I don't know if there's a, How many enough space on, the, on this bracket. <laughs> to accommodate, the I think windshield. you could just barely fit it. You could have you could have a stack of four windshield windshields, just waving and the breeze, you know, hitting you on the top oh, of the hill. Oh, clank, clank, clank! I'm sure there's no point of diminishing returns. Let's see what Turtex says about it here. This spoiler unit is simply clamped to your windshield screen. There's nothing simple about that clamp. <laughs> Wind protection can be improved considerably, and the noise level can be minimized while riding at relatively high speeds. If you then decide to ride off-road, the spoiler can be unmounted easily with the clamp mechanism and packed away. No tools required. Everything can be formed at the bat of an eye. I don't buy it. There's the thing right there. Unless the, there's giant knobs on the back of it or something. Well, it's a clamp, so there's probably some like release thing, and you just hope that the rattling doesn't get it loose, and it comes, boom, <laughs> the forehead. You know, if that hits you in the face, it's going to hurt like hell, man. That thing is enormous. It's going to kill you. <laughs> yeah, there's a decent possibility. I might Especially if you're not, your you're not wearing a helmet or something. Yeah. That's going to kill you. So that's on page 645. <laughs> <laughs> the windshield, windshield, with the giant clamp. This is the Tenere version, but I'm sure they have one for everybody. Well, it's a giant clamp. It doesn't even matter, does it? Well, you, you'll have your Turtec logo nice and prominent. Oh, you know what it is? Is there's the V-Strom one, and it costs you know fifty bucks, and there's the GS one, and it costs a hundred bucks. It's actually the same clamp. <laughs> and the other thing here makes me particularly—I uh, I just don't get it. I have an iPhone, you don't. Okay, so it's the eye bracket. I've got yeah. I, the, this is Turtec's eye bracket. So here's here's the deal. I mean, this thing is a very kind. It's of... It's a wrestling ring for your iPad. <laughs> It's a wrestling ring for your iPhone. It's yellow and black. It looks cool. Yes, it's got yellow and brushed metal and black matte plastic. It's got all the high te- high points of a true tech item. Which, and it looks cool, right? It still looks like a wrestling ring. Okay. For an iPod, iPhone. Here's the thing. You can't use an iPod or an iPhone with gloves on. Oh, yeah. Because it's electrical. It's not like the Android where it has both. Yeah, it just no, has the electrical. Yeah, unless you've, like, <laughs> sewn conductive thread through the finger of your... Or if you take a hot dog and shove it somewhere, you just pull it off and <laughs> poke at it. You're with a hot dog. <laughs> <You're> gonna, <laughs> that'll work. I see people nose them. 
Yeah? You need a you need a flippy face for that. Yeah, you need a flippy face, a Hang hot on. dog. I just gotta find us on the GPS. I'm sure that's not dangerous at all. <laughs> Smash face on handlebars to, to navigate. People will be like, Oh that biker's upset. This is he looks sad. <laughs> so that's one thing. There, unless you do something about controlling your iPhone, there's just no easy way to do it. Okay, sure, okay. The other thing is the iPhone overheats really quickly in direct sunlight. Really? Like, I've had it in my tank bag, and it's turned off after 15, 20 minutes. <laughs> and it'll tell me, overheating, <laughs> shutting down. <laughs> yeah! Yeah. <laughs> but then, you know, it's, no matter how many times you hit it with the floppy hot dog, nothing's happening. <laughs> I can't get over the imagery of Prodding your iPhone with a hot dog. Where do you put the? Do you have a hot dog holster when you're not operating it? Well, that's what the koozie's for. <laughs> the Buell koozie I stuffed with hot dogs. <laughs> oh, I know. I could take the hot dog and kind of halfway shut it in the visor so the visor's holding it, and then I could oh, just poke God. it. <laughs> and I have a tasteful, you know, an, uh, a convenient snack. <laughs> So, folks, there's your pro tip for the week. Remember to carry around hot dogs. Lots of hot dogs. Hot dogs to operate your iPhone. Big, like the, the thick thick ones. Like Hebrew National type of things or like well, the ballpark ones? The, the stiff ones. Almost like maybe sausages. Polish sausages okay, or something. Yeah, something yeah, stiff because mm-hmm. your hot dog is going to flip around. And <laughs> Don't forget your iPhone sausage. 80-mile-per-hour <laughs> wind. That's uh, true. Yeah. The wind shear is just going to rip your hot dog You're going right to off. need adventure sausage. <laughs> <laughs> Coming soon to a catalog near you. <laughs> Tour Tech brand adventure adventure sausage, sausage. guaranteed for one hundred and ten miles sausage an hour. In like a brush metal sleeve, <laughs> brush metal tube all the way through it. To yeah, right. Back yeah, to it, hold it. Back it. Yep. Uh, yeah, I don't. I, I'm not. I'm not liking this bracket. That's, uh, well, I'm, I'm not. It, I don't know. Maybe I'm missing something about the way it's built. But I'm looking at how it secures it, and I'm not entirely buying it. Well, the idea is that it'll adapt to. Because a lot of people put their iPhones in cases, right? So this oh, is supposed to be able to flex out and, well, that's clever. and hold it. Which is, yeah, but eh, unless you've got but, some sort of sunshade over it and you cut the fingertip off your glove. Or carry a hot dog. Or carry a hot dog. <laughs> you know what they need is one of these with a hot dog holster next to it. The Duratec brand hot dog. <laughs> a hot dog tip on a chain. Ooh, yeah, there you go. <laughs> Yeah, you have a, you have a hot dog on a hot dog on one of those janitor keyring things in your tank bag. <laughs> hot dog, hot dog. <laughs> next, next time I go to Walmart, I'll come back outside. Someone stole my hot dog. What the hell? So <laughs> what you get for going to the Walmart on the west side? I can never come to a Walmart. <laughs> we just can't have nice things at a Walmart. <laughs> let's see. We've uh, let's go to some uh, listener emails. Not about hot dogs. Not this week. <laughs> Next and week, they'll be like, my favorite way to carry a hot dog. <laughs> Send us your ways to carry hot dogs on your bike. No one, thankfully, is doing Team Todd this week. Only a matter of time. Shut up. Okay. Uh, our first email is from uh, Jorge. Saludos from San Antonio, Texas. Heard about your show through the equally crazy fellas at the Pace podcast. Stop. I have a question. Yes. Can we read that sentence again? Heard about your show through the equally crazy fellas at the Pace Podcast. Has he heard the Pace Podcast? <laughs> Sorry, proceed. I heard Chris laugh. Neat. I, I'm pretty sure I heard Chris laugh. Uh-huh. Might have been him laughing. Could be illusory. Could be sound effects. Could be. I wonder if they have a laugh track. <laughs> <laughs> I, I have an idea. <laughs> Oh, no. Who am I kidding? We are a laugh track. Yep. Let's let's go on. Jorge continues. I'm a Harley rider by nature. Jorge, you're going to have to let us know if you've got a girl doing gymnastics on your Harley. Mm. Uh, But now he's recently crossed over to the metric side and love it. I currently ride a 1998 Harley Heritage Softail. Cool. And a 94 Kawasaki Concourse. Score. Now looking for a cafe racer bike to further piss off my girl and push the limits of my garage even more. Welcome to my world. (laughs) Love the show and I look forward to your next one. I love the reaction from folks in their cages when they see me cracking up on my bike. Ever consider setting up a tip jar on your site? Arms for the poor. Arms for the Buell. Arms for the Buell. (laughs) Arms for the Ural. Yeah. The Ural needs it more. Please, sir. Please, sir. Final drive housing. 
please. We have the worst sound effects in the world. That's a great idea. We're going to do that. Thanks, Jorge. Someday we'll have enough to buy as many as three tacos. <laughs> I would just like to say that my book has presently made enough money for me to buy 13 tacos. FYI. We should probably post a link to your book on the site. Yeah, at some point we probably should. I have a book. It's uh, it's very vulgar. It's motorcycle related. It's motorcycle related. And I can't stress enough that it's very vulgar. <laughs> and if you're offended by swearing, you need to not read this book. What's it called? The Ballad of Jack Bastard. I'm available al- on Amazon. I'm already offended. See? <laughs> that didn't take long. I'd even make it past the title. Somebody read the book once and she told me, she's like, wow, you, you use the F word a lot. I'm like, do you... What, what book did you think you were reading? Because um, this one does what it says on the tin. <laughs> oh, that's nice. So our next letter comes from John. Just listen to your show while taking my walk. I'm probably the only guy who downloads and listens on a Virgin Mobile prepaid BlackBerry. Drug carrier. <laughs> anyway, about five years ago, I dabbled in podcasting, a show called Road Racer Podcast. It is a ton of work, and I think most people don't understand the amount of prep post-editing that goes into it. That's probably true. Yes. Yep. So he gives us a bunch of suggestions about Skype and some suggestions for cool stuff yep. that we can't afford. However, we're going to have a tip jar soon. <laughs> uh, John did a trip to Alaska. Really? And he uh, wrote a book or compiled a book of his ride reports. Oh, neat. We're going to have him on a future show to talk about that. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Something in the back of my head says he's a cop. Yeah. Another, another, another cop, cop fan? I think he's another cop. Jeepers. We're popular with cops. I don't know what to think of that. I take back that thing about the drug carrier. Go law enforcement. Please don't shoot me. Please don't ticket me. <laughs> I can't teach anymore if I get a ticket. Really? Really. Oh, wow. Any ticket? Any ticket. You like even jaywalking? Mm, jaywalking's probably okay. It has to be a moving violation. Also, you'll be interested to know that I've just applied for the Governor's Council on Motorcycle Safety. <laughs> <laughs> So if you know someone in the Utah governor's office, tell them I'm the guy to be appointed. And it will be great. Let me let me start get writing right away. That's right. Concerned citizen. Write the governor now. And tell him, Todd, for the governor's motorcycle advisory. I'll tell him something. <laughs> I'll just send him a link to our show. I don't think that would be helpful. <laughs> don't know why not. <laughs> I'm not sure the uh, posting was for a motorcycle podcast personality. <laughs> the government will be listening like, what are they talking about? We need money. <laughs> money, please. <laughs> I want a taco. <laughs> so bad. At the taco level of support, you can expect to receive... An appointment to the governor's council. <laughs> Someone's going to take us up on that. I, I, it sounded like it could be fun. Like I could actually, you know, what do they do? They advise the governor on motorcycle stuff. Like what? Like laws and you know what to do about ordinances and I all mean, that our, kind of nonsense. Our attorney general almost killed himself on one. Yeah, like not bad. Place <laughs> to start. Yeah, so that bad example. Let's move on. Okay, so Todd. What did you learn? I've learned that I have a bright future in government. I've learned that hot chicks will do the splits on my bike if I buy a Harley. Nice. <laughs> all right, that's all we've got time for this week. Until next time, I'm Todd. And I'm Chuck. Ride safe, everyone. We'll see you next time. If you like this podcast, you can find more like it at wheelnerds.com. This has been a Wheel Nerds production, all rights reserved. Readings from other sources are the property of their respective owners and are used with satirical intent.